Welcome to this edition of the Kids Ministry Collective Podcast, where we talk about topics and resources that help you lead more to reach more. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this edition of the Kids Ministry Collective Podcast. Welcome to another edition of the Kids Ministry Collective Podcast. My name is Tom Bump, and I'm your host. Thanks for joining me on this episode. I am so encouraged by the fact that so many of you are listening to the podcast. In fact, uh, as we get ready to air this episode, we're creeping up on almost 70,000 downloads for the podcast, which just boggles my mind. Uh, And I am so blessed and humbled to share with you uh, so many different leadership principles, restoration principles, guests, resources, I have a blast recording these podcasts. I want you to know that every one of them is bathed in prayer and thoughtfulness and trying to figure out what can we do to minister to our community of leaders, you that are on the front lines doing ministry week in and week out. And I hope that this has been an encouragement. I would love to hear from some of you. If this podcast has been an encouragement, would you just take a moment I mean, really, 30 seconds, either leave a review or just come into the Kid Ministry Collective Facebook group and where we advertise the podcast. Would you just leave a comment that you've listened and that something has blessed you? I would love to hear from more of our listeners. Um, I do get emails on occasion. I'll get some private messages periodically, but it would really help. Uh, And if there's a topic or a guest that you would love to hear from, Hey, we're always taking listener requests, uh, and we would love to um, make sure that we're always hitting topics that you're wanting to learn from and people that you're wanting to learn from. So I hope that you'll take a moment to do that. Give us some feedback. Give us some encouragement. uh, Show the the podcast some love. We would appreciate it because we love you guys as well. And uh, our in-house sponsor this episode is KMC Coaching. Uh, KMC Coaching is a leadership ministry that is here to serve you. We are not by far the most expensive or fancy uh, uh, coaching ministry out there, Uh, but let me tell you, what KMC Coaching offers is over 30-some years experience in all sorts of different size churches, contexts, cultures, We've learned how to build teams. We've learned how to take ministries that were in maintaining mode to growth mode. We've learned how to build leadership teams, volunteer teams. We've learned how to get parents engaged. We've learned how to have creative environments and creative teaching elements. We've learned how to do big events, small events, discipleship events, volunteer training. There's really not much we can't help you with. And so if you are looking to develop your leadership or to develop your team, I would love to talk to you. So head to kmccoach.net, hit the schedule the call button and set up a free call where we can talk about what you want, how many sessions you need, where your budget's at, and we will work with you. There are a few openings. Uh, We just had somebody sign up recently, another person. So We don't have a lot of openings left, but we do have some. So if you're interested in growing your ministry in this next year, head over to kmccoach.net. So today's episode, 
I want to know what are you running for? What are you leading for? What's your goal in ministry? Now, I know many of you would say, well, I want to reach more children with the gospel of Christ. That is awesome. Is that still your why? Is that still why you run so hard? I know many of us uh, are still continuing to feel drained. I still hear it. I still see it. I see a lot of continued, honestly, cynicism in our Facebook groups of leaders who are frustrated with parents and the lack of support or the lack of volunteers coming back as you reopen. And I know a lot of you are tired and worn down. Again, I hope this episode will be another encouraging episode, but I also hope it will challenge you as a leader to get refocused, especially as the fall is coming back, fall launches are coming back. It is more important than ever that we lean into the Holy Spirit, that we lean into our Heavenly Father, and that we trust Jesus to lead us forward. Don't rush back to just what you used to do. Ask God, is there something new that you need to do? Is there some new way of doing ministry? Is there a new way of reaching more for the gospel? You know, when we get into ministry, I hope you didn't get into ministry to just pursue a career, but instead a calling. But I really want you to think about what are you pursuing? And if you're pursuing the goal of reaching more people with the gospel, are you doing really what it takes? Or have you gotten distracted by all the things you think it takes? In 1 Corinthians 9, 24 to 27, it says this, do you not know that in a race, all the runners run, but only one gets the prize? Run in such a way as to get the prize. Everyone who competes in the games goes into strict training, And they do it to get a crown that will not last. But we do it to get a crown that will last forever. Therefore, I do not run like someone running aimlessly. And I do not fight like a boxer just beating the air. No, I strike a blow to my body and I make it a slave so that I have preached to others. I have have made myself so that I will not be disqualified for the prize. You see, we've got to pursue the prize. Not just any prize. Paul wants us to focus in and to run a strict race. And I feel like the church today, the capital C church, has gotten very, very distracted. We as children's ministry leaders don't know, are we called to children? Are we called to parents? Are we called to to do video lessons? Are we called to be curriculum writers? Are we called to be big outreach coordinators? What is our calling? What are we running towards? What's the finish line and what is the prize? You know, Paul said it in that scripture that some people run a race and they run it for something that is a crown that won't last. I want to ask you, are what you are doing, is what you're prioritizing something that will last for eternity? Or is it something that distracts from eternity? You know, when the Olympic Games started in 700 BC, um, well, they really started around 58, and, and they were taken really serious. When Paul wrote this letter to the Corinthians, people came out, and, and it was intense. 
And, and just as much as it is right now, and I know the Olympics are on and, and it's been exciting watching some of our young athletes, you know, 17, 18 years old competing for the prize for something really honestly that won't last, but they've, they've put themselves into strict training with one goal in mind to win the top prize, to win that medal. You know, when we're in ministry, our goal is obviously, number one, to glorify God and to see people come to know Jesus as their Savior. So are we running our race? Are we, are, is what we're doing in our training for this race what matters? A lot of us spend a lot of time looking for things that are done for us. I was having this conversation uh, my mentor and coach and friend, Jim Weidman, gave me a call the other day and we were talking. I actually went out and sat on my back porch and talked while he was driving down the road. And, and we were talking about this whole trend of, of this done for you everywhere it is. It's done for you, done for you, done for you. And one of the things that Jim and I were talking about is how often leaders lean into the done for you stuff rather than doing the I'm going to get on my knees and seek the Holy Spirit's clarity. I'm going to get into God's word and ask for his creative. We have the God of the creator of the universe, the, you know, the God of the universe in, in, in reach of our voice. And yet we would rather go onto Facebook and crowdsource, or we want to go find a curriculum or a course that we think will solve the problems or grab another book. And really what we need to do is humble ourselves and say, God, I need your creativity. What is it that you have? Help me to stay focused on the things that you have in front of me and that you want me to achieve. Help me to focus in on the prize that you have set before me. You know, a lot of people are living for the, 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 the celery wreath <laughs> that they used to put on the old runner's heads instead of looking for that eternal crown. I want to encourage you today that dig your roots in deep. And instead of looking for the done for you, ask the Holy Spirit to do for you what he can only do. And that's bring out the abundant life and the abundant creativity and the abundant resources of the Almighty God. You see, when we pursue him, when we dig into his word, God opens up our hearts and our minds and we can see amazing things. So pursue the right prize. You got to pursue it by training. You know, Michael Phelps, the Olympic swimmer that is now in the booth commentating, spent six hours at least a day swimming. Three days a week, he would lift weights. Three hours a week, he stretched. He ate over 12,000 calories every day. He slept in a pressurized bed that would keep his body pressure feeling like he was always in, at 9,000 feet in the air because he needed to learn and train his lungs to breathe under pressure so that that way when he was swimming and taking quicker, shorter breaths, he would have greater endurance. I want to ask you, how are you training? How are you training your heart and your mind 
to do the work of the ministry that God has called you to do. Because a lot of times, the reason why we get so fatigued in ministry, the reason why Sundays become such a grind, isn't because we're lacking volunteers. We're lacking parental involvement. It's because we're not training ourselves correctly. We're not spending time worshiping, resting, renewing, restoring. Paul said everyone who competes in the games goes into a strict training. And then he says, I don't run a race and I don't run around like someone who's running aimlessly. I don't fight like a boxer just beating in the air. I make my body a slave to it so that I can preach to others and not be disqualified. I want to encourage you, my friends, as leaders, one of the things that we have got to do is, is stop running around and looking at the next shiny penny that we can find on the ground. Some of us have a hard time focusing in and we keep changing and changing and changing things. And we've talked about it on this podcast before, that it creates change fatigue. The reason why volunteers sometimes won't stay with us is because we're constantly changing what we're going after, what we value, what we prioritize. Let me encourage you that when you know where you're going, you stay the course, that you don't get shaken, that you pick something and run with it. Even if it fails, you can learn from that failure. You can grow from that failure. But a foolish person is one who lacks that wisdom to know, hey, I've got to stay the course. I know everybody else is, is going to this curriculum or that curriculum or doing this or doing that. But I know that this is where God's called us and this is where I'm going to stay. We don't just swing our arms around like a boxer doing airboxing. We don't just run around as a crazy person. We get on the track and follow the loop. And yes, it may feel boring just going around that loop and around that loop, but we're pursuing and we're training and we're focused and we're staying the course. I'm sure Michael Phelps going back and forth and back and forth in that pool at times could have been insanely bored, but yet he stayed focused on the prize. He trained. As a leader, we have to train and we have to help our volunteers and our families train themselves too. And they will, they'll know what to do because they'll start watching us. So as we work at a sustainable pace, they will live at a sustainable pace. As we create programs that are doable and functional and, and have impact that are, that are creative, you know what? Families model those kind of things for themselves too. We have to magnify the right things instead of the wrong things. We have to make a choice that we're going to stay strong and operate in strength instead of weakness. A weak Christian stops focusing on Jesus, stops focusing on what the word says, and then they start crowdsourcing. They start pulling all the stuff that's already been done and all they got to do is tweak it for themselves instead of digging it in and, and pulling out what's meat for themselves. Again, 
not criticizing or condemning if you have to use some plugins and play stuff. That's fine. At times, there are seasons that are that's totally appropriate. But if you're leaning in on that all the time, and you're not leaning into the word, and you're not leaning into prayer, and you're not leaning into the creativity that God has put around you, because it all doesn't have to come from you, the leader. Sometimes just being a leader means we find the people that do those amazing things. And we energize them and we cast vision for them so that they can see that they can run their race. I love as a leader helping other leaders find their few, as I call it. You know, when I teach recruiting and when I teach team building, it's very simple. I'll give you my secret. It comes right from Jesus. 12-3-1. I recruit a big group. I give them responsibilities and I watch who's faithful. And out of that, that 12, I pull three or four, <laughs> depending on my scale. And I, or, or sometimes it could be two and one. But however you scale it, it doesn't matter. But the principle is the same, that you find who's been faithful and you give them more. Because you know what? They're focused and they're running their race. And they can do it when we empower them and, and embody the, the, the strength of a leader, they're willing to follow us and to charge with us. And so I want to encourage you that if you don't have people around you that are running with you, then find, ask God to show you and empower those people that are doing little and they're faithful with little and they keep moving forward and empower them to do more. Invite them to do more with you and really pour into at least one other person that can carry the ball with you that can lift up your arms, that can do what you do so that you can also get a break and rest so that you can keep going when you get tired. Because again, that's part of strength. Strong leaders know that the ministry can and should be better without them than even with them. That because of how they've trained and equipped and empowered and helped train those other leaders, that those leaders are running the race, strong, focused, on course. And the results of all those things allows a Christian, allows a believer to, to exercise and live out their faith and see their reward someday. Because again, as pastors, as shepherds, our job is to equip the saints to do the work of the ministry. A strong leader trains hard, runs hard, but then also rests hard. A strong leader knows that a burned out leader will do no one any good, including themselves. If you don't run at a sustainable pace, if you don't lead and train in a sustainable way, you will burn out and burn up, and you'll quit. I want to challenge you that as you're training hard, you also rest hard, meaning you know that you've got to rest so that you can run. Because you're not going to run when you're totally wiped out. The strong Christian, the strong leader, focuses on that prize. They 
train in a way that brings glory to God and trains in a way that pushes them forward to obtain the prize. And the results is that leader experiencing a life of joy and purpose and meaning and fruitfulness because the results won't be denied. So what do you need to start doing? How do you need to change up how you're training? What does your week need to shift? What can you do to change it up so that you're doing the right things that are filling you up instead of draining you down? If you get stuck on this, this is where a great time where a coach and a mentor could come alongside of you. Find somebody with some more experience ahead of you and learn from their experiences. Trust me, <laughs> guys, as, as a leader, there were so many times I did so much alone. I, I literally believed that I couldn't find anybody. I told myself there was no one there that was going to do the work. No one had the time like I did. No one cared like I did. I've asked everybody, I keep telling myself, I've asked everybody, really? <laughs> Honestly, I had a good friend of mine who I was talking with one time and uh, he said, I said something about, man, I've asked everybody and I can't find anybody to help me. And I just, I can't take a week off because I'm, I'm so busy right now. I, I don't know how, hand, I can't hand this off to anybody. And he said, Tom, have you really asked everybody? If I were to call every person in your church, have you asked them? Well, no, no. Sometimes we say everybody <laughs> when we really have said, well, we've talked to maybe five people. We've texted a few people. We've emailed a few people. And we think that's the best way to recruit. Well, we've made announcements from the stage. My pastor's put it in the bulletin. It's, it's on the church website. We need help. Surely people will notice that I'm in here with 50 kids by myself. No, they don't. And you know, there is no secret sauce to recruiting and building teams except for praying, seeking God for the right names, and then sitting down face-to-face, knee-to-knee, and inviting them to use their gifts and talents for the glory of the kingdom. If you do it the right way, it works. It worked for me. I went from being by myself to having a team of, of three pouring into one hard so that they could handle the leadership when I'm gone. And the other two and three uh, began to take over sections. Eventually I had four, I had two for each of my services that would, one would be preschool, one would be elementary. When I was in a small church, it, there was just two of us and that was it. And then we had our team of, of five or six leaders and we built it up to 10 so that we could rotate. We could rest people. We had a bench so people could take a break. We had volunteers who could come in at the last minute, who would check in whenever they were in town, whenever they were available. What a blessing. How did we do all that? Because we learned how to train. We learned what we needed. We, we, we knew what we were focused on. We knew what we were building. And then we asked God. We began to pray and pray and pray. We began to ask and ask, and we just kept going. And you know, the Holy Spirit renewed our strength every time we felt so weak, every time we wanted to quit, every time we wanted to get off and step off the track, God stepped in and renewed our hearts. You got a choice to make. 
pursue the world, pursue the frustration, pursue the weakness, or pursue the strength, pursue what lasts, pursue that eternal crown. I hope that you'll dig in this week. I hope that you'll renew yourself. I hope that you'll find some time to take a break. I hope that you'll find one or two that you can lean into and train up and develop up that can run with you side by side. I hope you can see what things are weighing you down and you need to drop them. I, I pray that, that, that you will stop swinging your arms carelessly in the air or running all over the place, crowdsourcing ideas, and that you'll, you'll focus in and that God will just enlighten your heart and pour into his creativity into yours. And all of a sudden, a renewed spirit rises up in you. My friends, I truly believe our country, our world desperately needs us right now to run our race, to pursue the prize. Let me let you know that if you need help, I'm here. I've got other leaders standing ready to help you. Please don't go it alone. Please don't think you can't afford coaching or, or make time to train up new leaders or that no one else cares. Don't let the lion who tries to, the, the beast that, that wants to distract you and divide you and isolate you win. Call out. Call out to Jesus. Call out to the brothers and sisters who stand with you. Get into the Kid Ministry Collective community and share your heart. We're always ready to pray. We're always ready to give you ideas, share resources, encourage you. So God bless you, my friends. I pray that you will run your race and that God will do amazing things through you in the coming days. May we see a greater harvest than we've ever seen before. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Kid Ministry Collective Podcast. My name is Tom Bump, and I'm your host. Again, if I can serve you, head on over to kmccoach.net, restoringleaders.org. Any way you can reach me there, or you can message me on Facebook, I would be happy to serve, happy to help you, your church, your team, whatever I can do. Thanks again. Join me again on another episode real soon. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Kids Ministry Collective Podcast. We hope that it's helped and encouraged you. If you would support our podcast by continuing to share it with other leaders, and if you haven't already, hey, please subscribe and leave us a review wherever you listen to this podcast. We look forward to hearing from you how this podcast has helped and sharpened your skills in ministries. So let us know on your Facebook page or head over to kmccoach.net and share with us there. And thanks again for listening to the Kid Ministry Collective Podcast.